Now, Drag Race fans are the greatest fans in the world, and boy, do they have questions. Oh. Oh. Here to deliver them are the queens of RuPaul's Drag Race Live. Yeah. Hi, this is Derek Barry. Now, Amy from New Hampshire wants to know, Cornbread, did you really pay Diabetti $1,000 to eat that dragonfly in the workroom? Ew. That's it. That's the clip of the week. Wow. I... <laughs> You know, my, you know, that scene in Suspiria where her leg gets stuck in the hole and you know what happens next. And I, I know exactly that scene. So I feel like that happened to me on like a spiritual level when Derek had a bit of a gap before he said dragonfly. There was just a like just to, you know, to zoom in on that moment. Hi, this is Derek Barry. Now, Amy from New Hampshire wants to know, Cornbread, did you really pay Diabetti $1,000 to eat that dragonfly in the workroom? Ew. There's a gap between that and dragonfly that I can't stop thinking about. Okay, that dragonfly. Yeah, yeah. that dragonfly. I, it's it. I don't know what, what story it is. does that tell you. What story is that telling you, Mary? I'm not really so sure. I I would have caught that story. So this to me lives in the same place, honestly, as like Nacia Lopez entering like a half a second too early in season okay. eight. Bitches, I'm back. There's just okay. there is a stumble. There's just a oh oh it didn't come out right. Oh you knew what you were supposed to do and you didn't do it. And it uh, and, and we caught it. We saw it. And I just I, I guess saw you. I stumble saw on the word you. dragonfly. <laughs> I saw you forget for a second that it was a dragonfly. And I guess I just needed to represent Derek Barry in this in this reunion. I know a lot was said, but you know, there's I feel like there's a big difference between the queens of season 14 and Derek Barry in terms of like types of drag race queens. And I think Derek Barry feels to me like a different era, like a different, you know, like oh, we got a bunch yeah. of Farrah Fawcett's and he's a Joan Crawford, you know? Yeah, come on Barry Booty. Come on, right. Bear Booty Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand. It is very much a different era of ladium. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought, well, let's take this opportunity to ridicule her whenever possible. <laughs> it is well, tradition. you know, it's interesting. When the clip started, I was like, oh, drag race fans are the best fans in the world. And then we proceed to questions not asked by fans. Well, yeah, I hadn't even thought that deep about it. I just wanted to criticize this this stupid queen. But no, Derek's whatever. But um, indeed, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, what I what I think of is like, if queens, sorry, if fans had questions that were, you know, not like totally rude, but like if they were unfiltered, essentially, uh, and they were read out loud at the reunion, what would those questions actually be? Right. I mean, I guess even at the reunion, they would have like Trixie read them or they, I mean, this is like a thing they have done in the past where like the Queens oh, are the one to present I, it. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm trying to like think of if there were actual fan questions because Mary, these are never f actual fan questions. There's no like place to submit them. Like this isn't a thing. Yeah. So, you, you know, they, uh, they do this on the Real Housewives reunions as well, where Andy's like, you know, Tammy from Tuscaloosa wants to know, yeah. why are you such a conniving bitch? So that they don't have to take ownership <laughs> yes. for the question. Absolutely. It, I feel like if they had just like, you know, God forbid audience participation and Rue opened it up to the masses in the room and it was like, uh, you, 
fag in the front. What question would you like to ask? <laughs> me? <laughs> Who, me? And then they're all like, wait, me? Wait, me? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, does she mean me? Oh, no, oh I think God. she meant me. She meant me. She sees me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, when I think about fan questions, like, I just think that would be... I don't know. Obviously, you wouldn't want the fan questions coming through that's like, Diabetti, why are you such an unbelievable bitch? You know, uh, or questions that are just like rude. You'd, But I, I am curious, like, what would happen if they had actual questions about the season? Well, it's funny you say that because, I mean, I again, you know, you know, a few minutes in Housewives reference, but especially for a reunion where the real Housewives like they they have set a template that drag race has been recreating year over year in the reunions. And like, it's mm. interesting because watching in comparison, like RuPaul is not doing the Andy Cohen bit like RuPaul, because he has no idea what these conflicts are. It's like, so um, looks at card Dia Betty. You yes, had a right. fight with, um, oh, which one is it? She's white. Uh, Jasmine Kennedy. Masters? Why don't we talk about that? Masters. What did we didn't bring her back again? Did we? What do you what happened? Are you tell us? So I feel like Rue does not get as involved, but it's interesting with like you know the housewives reunions, they are rude questions and they are like, oh god, like, and again, they frame it as a as an audience question, but it's like you know, fans are saying that like you were being really two faced in this situation, how do you answer that? You know, and so they can basically say you were being a two faced bitch on this show we just edited, explain yourself, you know. Yeah, I was, I mean, I feel like the fan questions for Drag Race have an opportunity to kind of go more meta with the show, especially at a reunion where they can talk about things that happened, kind of like Carrie Colby being a narrator, but things that happened that that are more present rather than on the season. So they can react to, in the reunion, they can react to, Everybody being like, why is Daya continuing or she's the villain of the season? Asking a question about like what is a villain and why and how does that make you feel? All of that. I mean, you could even go there. You could go even as simple as like, um, you know, George is being a lip sync assassin. And I don't know, talking about that or like uh, back to Deja being a lip sync assassin. And it's like, was she really? I don't know. I just think that the questions could be way more interesting than what we got. Yeah, they could do a way more meta conversation, and I, I can't help it. Here, come take take a drink. It's the new nuance housewives reference. On a regular season, it's kind of like this, where like everything lives in the world of that, and they everyone is playing their characters. And then they did this ultimate girls trip, this little sort of all star season, and it was more meta. And they were like the people, the reality TV personalities, talking about their experience making this show. Or talking mm. about it in the meta level of how people saw it. And it was really yeah. fascinating. And I feel like that, yeah, especially with Drag Race, it's like there's so much of that, like, what happened in the quote-unquote show and then what happened during the airing of the show or what what narratives came out that were only kind of, you know, a production or, you know, a product of the final product. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there was a lot of controversy offline um, on this season. George's, you know, runway look that she won for even Carrie's dress that they sort of referenced with um, Orion calling it off the rack. But, uh, you know, the J-Lo, the J-Lo look, it's like there's there's things that I think they could have dug in more that were interesting. Um, but, Mary, if if you will indulge me, I do have... 
a old school All Right Mary kind of staple, uh, which is Drag Race Trivia. And I have a pop quiz question for you. That's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I am, uh, I am ready. Average, I have this big ass blank. So I'm ready. Bring on the quiz. All right, Mary, without Googling it, and our Marys at home can play along. Which season of Drag Race was Kahana Montrese on? Oh, that's not fair. Um, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do know. She was on. This is a 50-50, but we're going to go season 11. You are correct. God, you are there correct. Is, there is. Wow. A, it you were could sweating. Have been 10. It could have been 10. It could have been 12, Mary. It could have been 12. I have no. Who went home first on season 12? There's a pop uh, quiz back to you, Mrs. Mateo. Yeah, that was Dahlia Sin. She went home first? Pretty I sure. guess she did, because it took it took five weeks for someone to go home. That's that's <laughs> why I'm having a question. So like, no, she went home fourth. Oh, well, um, okay, yeah. All right, yeah, Kahana Montrese. I um was happy. Do you remember to... like what, the only thing she was like kind of known for was how she said her name? Kahana. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was hot. I'll give her that. Like, she was she definitely was. like a is. good. Yeah. Is yeah, is very very good looking. But all um, right, well then I'll do a follow up. Uh, I'll do a follow up pop question. Please, are you ready? Please. Okay, yeah, follow, up, follow up. Follow yeah. up. Because you you went you went to me. Now I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your. Game. Come from come for me, wigs. Yeah. Did not did. Uh, yeah, did Kahana Montrese go home first? No, she sent Soju home first in that. In that dish towel dress, and then the next week she went home with those horns on. It's all coming back to me now, Celine. Uh, uh, soju, see, shake, shake, shake. Um, yeah. yeah, Soju. Soju is. Uh, it, it Soju was also on that season, you know. And I, I guess I'm segueing into this reunion and talking about this reunion because there were queens on here where you're like, oh my god, of course you were on this season, not season thirteen. Uh, Orion's mm-hmm. story, it just feels like forever, uh, forever ago that she was on. Right? Like June. I'm That That feels like the last time we saw you was June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. an indication of yes. the last time I remember seeing you on my television. <laughs> June, right. You went home in June, right? Yeah, right. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, June. I remember you. <laughs> when the season was airing over the summer, last summer. And I think the other queen that, I was like, oh, right. And contributed not as much as I think that she could have or should have was Alyssa Hunter. Right. I mean, Alyssa Hunter, that is, she is so nebulous to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Alyssa Hunter was on the show. You could tell me that she was on season 10. And I'd say, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. They gave her a couple of moments, which was nice. Um, I it, it was just she was very absent in this reunion. And I don't know, normally in the reunions, they'll do more to include the queens that went home early. Yeah. I, yeah, there was. I mean, you know, she got the, you know, you're the trade segment. And I think uh-huh. after that, it's kind of like, well, depends on I guess it's two things. One, it's it depends on what you what material you're giving. And two, it depends on what they edit out, because I feel like I saw something about like Orion 
either felt very edited out of either the season or the reunion and tweeted something about how she didn't like how she was being represented and oh did a little like okay. Instagram Pandora about hanging it. out in the VIP room. It's a yeah. bit of that. It's a bit of that. And I was like, well, you know, you got to just work with what they give you. You know what I mean? Like this, this, I mean, this move, unless you're like, I'm done with drag race. I don't really want to be a part of this world anymore. Then go off sis. Like give us everything, you know? Yeah. Push the button, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's, that's unfortunate. I mean, even Dahlia San was like, okay, I'll be a Brock ally. Right. 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 I don't know. You got to play sometimes. Um, and I don't know. Is, is it, it's not just me. I feel like, to be negative or to be angry about, you know, uh, the edit or whatever. Yeah. That'll get you like your five minutes of fame up top, but then you will quickly die down. Right. Whereas I, like being yeah. positive or playing along or whatever, or, you know, I don't know, going along to get along sometimes, uh, with TV, it seems, especially when there's so many Queens and you went home early, right? Like, well, if you want more screen time, then I don't know, contribute something more than I got shafted. Right. And, you know, it's like it, it, it's always so interesting when a queen's like, yeah, I went on this competition show and then I got sent home. I did not see that happening. And it's like you have <laughs> such a great likelihood of this happening. And so there is always that kind of like, I just can't believe like they eliminated almost everybody by the end. <laughs> it was nuts. You know, by the end, only one person's going to get a crown. I, who they didn't tell us that, so it's like, well, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and the other thing is, is like, if yeah, you could look at the producers and the editors and be like, man, I wish that I had better treatment. But it's like, well, you were on a cast with other queens that were doing more, and maybe that's that's that story. I mean, look at Cornbread. She was here for you know barely an appetizer of the season and then came back and was like, I am going to milk this reunion mm. till it's beef jerky. I'm going to give you reaction gifts aplenty. Oh. I'm oh. going to give you a look. I'm going to give you moments. I'm going to fill in all of the gaps that I left not being in the rest of the season. So there I feel you go. like she needs to Venmo Lee Dawson uh, or Ven oh. Lee Dawson needs to Venmo her. Cause it's just like, Thank it, it. It's fodder. It is perfect. Those. Oh, my God. Those eyes. It was it was serving like Mayhem Miller eyes. It was so good. Yeah, she really. I mean, there were moments where I was also eventually like, all right, Corin, I think, Brad, we got the shot. We got the shot, Brad. We got it. We're going to use the first four. <laughs> Why don't you give your eyes a rest? Put a little visine in them. We got another hour to go. Oh, she was, yeah, no, she was a great addition. I love that she was on the end. She was wearing white. Uh, the homage to her little pal Willow was just fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to think that, oh, but she will not be back for season 15. Like, this is the ultimate in, like, having mm. a cameo, you know? Mm, right, cameo. Well, sometimes that's best featured actress, you know, in a limited hey, series. She's the Beatrice Strait of season 14. She won for six minutes. Mary, quick, easy question for you. Maybe it's not easy. I think it's easy. Uh, who looked the best? Oh, who won the runway? Who yeah. run? Who run the one way? Um, who run the <laughs> one way? I I don't remember. Was anybody wearing anything? What What was everybody wearing? I don't. That's a good question. 
I mean, I guess in some ways it's cornbread because it was the mm. one I can remember right away. And like, mm. I never need the reunion to be a good look. It just needs to be a memorable one. So like mm-hmm. when Yuha Hamasaki was dressed as a ghost oh my God. and Monique brought popcorn. Yes. She was you know, the popcorn. Uh, were these like the most elevated looks? No, but I can remember them, you know? So didn't Thorgy show up in a like fat suit? Didn't she do that? She showed up to like a New York the New York premiere, I think, of season oh. eight in a full fat suit. And then there's okay. that infamous, iconic, uh, canonical, you know, <laughs> whatever we may call it now, camp iconic moment of her admitting in an interview that she loves mustard. I love mustard. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> in the suit, uh, the, it's great. The other iconic kind of like reunion finale look, I think that is just rivaled for a non-winner, is Detox. Was oh that the was black when and she white showed look. up in the yeah and the the black and white look oh the when oh, she was the, all black and white the grayscale thing yeah, yeah grayscale yeah. thank you whatever. yeah I'm sorry I was thinking of black and white like you know I see what you're oh, saying oh like Bob the drag queen and Houndstooth exactly yeah 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 okay yeah I thought that was you know other than obviously what's well, more finales like when you know Bianca shows up in all silver or violet that's more of a finale look but. Yeah, um, those are winners, you know, like yeah. you don't have to do certain things, you know, like I feel like if you're a winner, yes, you need to elevate. You got to like, show up. Detox yeah. didn't have to like literally outshine everybody on season five. Like yeah. that was the look to remember, you know, she inspired a whole runway challenge. You mm. know, we talked about mm. it. Yeah, I liked Willow Pill and Cornbread. Those are kind of the most memorable looks for me. Mm. Yeah, Willow Pill was kind of giving me like uh, the zebra stripes, fruit stripes gum. Oh, yikes stripes. Yikes stripes or whatever it is. There's a zebra somewhere on that label, though. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I just need to make sure I know he's there. (laughs) She is there. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I thank you. They're there. There's there's always someone in the comments. She's there. Oh, I love that part. Uh, Bosco brought that up, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we should just jump in. You ready? Mary? I do too. I think we should jump in. I mean, I, I'm not saying if you go beat by beat, my notes go linear, linearly of like the moments that I enjoyed, you know, like the mm. image of principal sky in a porn store off of route one on like a rainy Friday night. Like that's a, that's an image I enjoy. The image of principal sky on a rainy night on route one. You mean the entire in- episode or no so in the very beginning she talks about how she gets recognized in the porn stores now and so i am picturing one of those dingy route one porn stores and principal skies in there fiddling through the butt stuff vhs's the discount butt stuff someone's like principal sky oh cruising yeah cruising yeah she goes behind the curtain you know um i one of our mary's uh Message just a clip of uh, the way that RuPaul said one of the queen's names, um, which made me go back and watch how she said certain things. And first of all, I wanted to point out that the way that and our final five queens was presented sounded like it was recorded in a fishbowl. It yeah, it did. It did. And then honestly, like as she was like listing the names, I was like, Oh god, there's still two more. Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it was just sure. a sense of like this is a lot of finalists. 
Yeah, um, but the thing that I noticed the most, and I just love it, and granted, it, I know it's a me thing, but whenever RuPaul says Carrie Colby's name, it, she says it that, Carrie Colby. And yeah. I noticed that very early on, and it's been consistent, and that's how I say her name. When I see her, it becomes my rattle. I'm just like, Carrie Colby. And it's just very uncomfortable. Um, but the one name that was pointed out by our, one of our Marys was Diabetti, and <laughs> RuPaul says Diabetti. <laughs> Do you have a clip? Do you have a clip? I don't. No. Oh, I wish I did. Oh, well. Why don't we put one in here right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put one in right here. Okay. Georgia. And our final five queens. And Jerry. Bosco. Oh, my God. Look at how she said her name. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear it now. Uh, almost kind of like with resignation. And diabetes. 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 That I sent her home week one with the sleepy one. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we could we could totally just go through some of the moments, uh, some of the big kind of takeaways from this reunion. I don't know. I don't want to go play by play, Mary. So what what struck you as interesting? Where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, I, I think if I if I wait any longer, I'll just, you know, I'll burst. But probably my favorite quote of the evening. I've known Brad for nine years. <laughs> oh, Mary. Mary? I've known Brad for nine years. I've known Brad for nine years. So yes. I just thought we need to have that on the soundboard. One of our Marys pointed that out, and it was like, yeah, we need to have that even into season 15. I mm -hmm. mean, the only thing I don't like about it, and I didn't really realize it until I was making this clip, was like the entire reunion, you can hear box fans just blowing their heart out off screen. Am I alone? Is that, that? Did what you, that was? Did you hear I that? I did. I did. I didn't know what that was about. I thought it might have just been, I don't know what that was. It didn't really did... register like that I had to think about what it was, but I've, I, I've heard it. All right. Yeah. I definitely saw some hair blowing a little bit, and I was like, yeah, those fans are, I mean, we can hear it in the clip one more time. I've known Brett for nine years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I... You know, my big takeaway from this reunion was uh, two things. First of all, that it was very much a clip show, which I never really noticed before. I know it's kind of always been that, um, but it seemed kind of housewife style because I watched one three-part reunion of a housewife uh season and i'll never watch another one again but yeah it, there right. was a, there's just yeah, a lot of right. clip shows <laughs> and then the other thing that i took away from it was how much it felt like rupaul and the producers were trying to tell the audience that this wasn't just a nice season that there was drama there was a lot of drama see it's the clash of the queens there was a lot of fighting yeah, Clash of the Queens. I mean, I, I know you pledged you'll never watch a reunion again, but that's such an anti-Cohen thing to be like, to make it a bit. And our next mm. Clash of the Queens, you know, it'd be like, next up, it's Eileen versus Lisa, you know? And it was, <laughs> it's like, let's dish it out. Let's look at this clip that we edited. And I think... Mozart's ghost. Mo yeah, yeah anti-Cohen is very Mozart's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by... By calling it Clash of the Queens, the other thing that I found interesting about that, by branding it that, is that it made lighter 
of these conflicts. And I feel like the show seems to be actively, and we've talked about this before, and I know there's a moratorium on it, but we on our, on our podcast, but that the show is actively trying to curb the very high energy and emotions that happen when Queens are fighting on their screen. Yeah. And it, and it feels, you know, it does feel kind of like it, it's going to fall. It's a very subtle effort for a very dumb audience. You know what I mean? Correct. You know, so it's like, I get, well, they're the best in the world, Mary. They're the best. They're the best fans. We can't trust, we can't trust them to ask any of their own questions. Um, (laughs) But good thing we've got Derek. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know it's crazy right uh, oh to <laughs> say nothing Mateo. the fact that Mrs. Mateo had a message for Principal Sky I lost my goddamn <laughs> mind I was like this is an administrative meeting yes. <laughs> over Zoom yes. that's right <laughs> well you know I feel like uh, yeah I feel like she is she's on sabbatical still Alexis Mateo she so is she yeah is her ankle like zooming in yeah 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 um <laughs> Well, you know, uh, the whole I've known bread for nine years thing is obviously about cornbread and Jasmine. And really, the first half of this reunion is the Jasmine Kennedy show. Correct. And I I mean, that is one thing that, like, my takeaway now that we've kind of come to the end of the season, it's like, yeah, we got five finalists. They're all great. But, like, Jasmine Kennedy is kind of running away with this season, I think. With whatever parts Carrie Colby doesn't have in her arms, you know what I mean? Like Jasmine okay. has become the 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 lightning rod in the same way that you look at season five and it's like, you know, Jinx is amazing and Alaska's iconic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but then there is like the bright star of Alyssa Edwards and all of her shenanigans. And mm-hmm. while she wasn't the best, she was the best TV. Okay. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I find Jasmine Kennedy's like best TV except for the amazing untucked moment, but it was during untucked. Um, Otherwise. Yeah. She had fights with a bunch of the Queens, but I rarely sided with Jasmine. I don't think you have to side with her. I think it's just that she, you know, it's kind of like diabetes. I feel like you may not, we may not agree with, you know, Daya's tone or we may not agree with Jasmine's actions, but like they were, creating way more reality yes. TV than Angeria. They were creating way more reality TV than Willow who are in the top. You know I mean? They may have been great yeah. competitors, but were they giving us the memorable moments of the season the way Jasmine oh, yeah. was? Not. Heavy lifting Jasmine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just that yeah. the, the two sides of, of the drag race season is like, was Jasmine the best contestant? No, but like even in this reunion, like the, the biggest moments oh, I know. came back to Jasmine. <sighs> oh, my God. Well, I will say, like, you got to give it to her, Biella. Because it's interesting because you're like, oh, she won this. She ran away with the season, which I'm just kind of like, huh? But when you put it, I don't know. She ran away with this reunion is what I think. Like, it was so good. So yeah. good. Uh, she just she she elevated herself to the moment. I also think rewatching this season, she is going to be an interesting one to rewatch. Like Camden will be interesting to watch in a different way because she kind of was like you didn't kind of expect it in the early episodes. But mm. I feel like Jasmine is just like there's one thing to watch her week over week and just like try to get a sense of like what is with this this little sister with a swimming scholarship. Mm-hmm. But then now that it's over and we're seeing her at the reunion, it kind of puts a bow on like what was Jasmine Kennedy this season, you know? 
Yeah. You know, you could say like, oh, well, Diabetti was the villain. But Jasmine, I, I don't want to call her a villain, but like she or even an emotional vampire. But like in many ways, what Daya and some of the other queens were saying is true about Jasmine is like, yeah, when Jasmine was in the room, it was kind of always about her. And I mm. think that's that's like the that's that's an X factor thing. Well, you know, it's funny. There's always so much of like, you know, who's the villain and like the whole meme of like, am I the villain? But I think the am other I the part drama? Of that, yeah. that, well, that's what I'm trying to say is that's actually what this is about. It, it's it's less and less of like, am I the villain? It's am I the drama? The drama is not the villain. The drama is the drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. The right. drama is the person who's bringing the big emotions. I mean, like Eve 6000 tried to be the drama of, of Canada's Drag Race season two. And I was like, you're not. And so Jasmine was the drama. Was she the villain? No, but no. Uh, yeah, she she brought a lot. And I think, you know, in this reunion, it was also interesting kind of going back to that meta thing that like Jasmine is at, you know, oddly is OK with this, you know, idea of like, yeah, I'm a lot. I can be a lot sometimes. Yep. I get mm -hmm. that. I, I take up a lot of space. I get that. I It's a, you know, um, it's very refreshing after having seen her during the season kind of stumble to get to this point. I, yeah, I agree. And still fuck up in the reunion, right? With cornbread, like talking over cornbread. Of course. Uh, you know, despite Part of the charm. what cornbread yeah. was saying. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's fascinating that Jasmine, she alluded to it, maybe sort of even said it, but we said it, I know when she went home, but it was like, you know, Jasmine was kind of a punching bag for a lot of the queens this season. And it was kind of uncomfortable to watch at times when it was just like, God, stop going back to her. And I appreciated when Jasmine was like, look, I took this from you for nine weeks straight. And I think that's just like just there's so much more bubbling under the surface. And we certainly saw the emotions that came out. But I feel like there's a lot more to say. And that could be a fan question of like, Jasmine, what did it feel like when everybody seemingly was coming for you? Like, wh why do you think that is? How did you handle that? Like, I think that would be interesting to hear her her perspective and maybe reflection on all of that. She certainly was the pinata of the season, and I like that RuPaul also did not miss a chance to get one more smack in I by know, saying, Jasmine, I know. I know you like to have the last word. Yes. Uh, would you like to have the last word here? And, uh, you know, it, it's... <laughs> I got... I mean, but I'll give it to Jasmine. She Oof. was like, no, I'm good. I think we're done, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm good. I'm booked and blessed, as they say. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Booked and blessed. Booked she and blessed. is she is the second youngest on the season. Um, George's was the youngest. I feel like there was that little sister energy that probably became a habit, and the other queens, just including RuPaul, couldn't really see her out of that. Do you know what I mean? It, it's that thing of like, do I do I see you as an adult in the room? Do I, you know, and and how does that inform uh -huh. how I'm going to talk to you? You know, and so like yes. RuPaul has to decide whether it's like, oh, you you know, you're going to figure that out over time versus the like, you've got it, baby. You know, like it's that, <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, that's it. That's it. So newsflash: life can be stressful. But what isn't so obvious is all of the ways stress can affect you physically. Headaches, teeth grinding, digestive issues. To say nothing of the doom scrolling, the sleep issues, and not eating enough. Or, as my Grubhub order history can attest, overeating. 
perhaps after convincing yourself that you're ordering dinner as well as lunch for the next day. I believe they just call that delusional, but also delicious. The point is, stress shows up in all kinds of ways, and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try therapy. And you know I love talking about therapy. Mm. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Whichever option works for you, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, Marys get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. Mary, I want to talk, I, I kind of want to break down Jasmine V. Daya, the other clash of the queens, because you started with cornbread and, you know, I've known bread for nine years. I've known bread um, for nine years. And Daya has not known dairy uh, since she was a child. Um, so Jasmine, first of all, I just want to say, Daya kind of opened up with this prompt from RuPaul being like, you know, I firmly believe in speaking up and how you feel. And I, before I kind of go more into it, I, that mantra is not really for insults. That's for like when you feel like you're being wronged. It was just interesting to see Daya not really, I don't know, use that phrase for her own gain when that's not what that phrase means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, when she finally gets the idea of, like, how I said it was an issue, it's like, okay, well, now you're onto something. But, like... Yes. That being the mode of... The wheels got off the track a little bit, if that was your mode. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I firmly believe in speaking up and how you feel. It's like, yeah, but that's when... That's when, like, you're being attacked. That's when you're being manipulated. That's what, you know what I mean? It was just very interesting to see her, like, spin this to, to I don't know, uh, justify herself, uh, which, anyway, well, regardless. Just, just to yeah, respond to that, and, and just an overall framework of, of things to think about with Daya is, like, and, you know, forgive me, but if the template's there, Daya is, Daya is, is, she is trying to navigate this reunion like a pro. Like she is, mm -hmm. she is pulling from the book of Rinna. She is pulling a Lisa Rinna here where it's like towards the end, it's, it's big time. And we can talk about it towards the end, but like Daya is doing what you're supposed to do at a reunion. If you've had a season mm. full of conflict. So like mm. I'm seeing it that way as well as like, that's right, baby. That's right. This is where you cry, girl. And so, okay, yeah, right. You know, right. she's doing the TV part she's supposed to do. Whether people are buying it is a different story. I think that her smartest decision was coming to the reunion dressed as Chanel. I saw Wendy McClendon <laughs> Covey, but I love the Chanel of it. So maybe, maybe when Chanel McClendon Covey. <laughs> I just love that she was. I mean, I don't know. I know that she wasn't doing that on purpose, but I was getting a lot of Chanel, not to compare queens, but there was this, it almost was very appropriate because Chanel on her season was seen as kind of thorny, kind of too honest, you know, a little bit too um, arrogant almost. And she was fine. She was also serving great TV. Chanel 
is iconic drag race television. Yes. One of my absolute favorite quotes of all TV is my emotional state is very emotional. I just <laughs> like will never not love that. I love Chanel. Oh, I love, love Chanel. Chanel Mary. I love Chanel. I want to meet Chanel. I'm, I'm obsessed with Chanel. I've been obsessed with Chanel. Absolutely. I think she's smart. I think she's brilliant. I think she can paint. And there's this, I don't know, this element of Daya. I got to say, after this reunion, especially Maybe it was because she was dressed as Chanel. Um, is I was kind of like, oh, it would be really badass if you won. Yep. Right? I mean, like, it, it, it totally. I totally changed my stripes. I'm just kind of like, right? oh, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's reward this behavior. <laughs> right? Let's just go full tilt boogie, baby. You know? I got a variant for you, you know? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. That would kill people. It would kill people. Every Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, regardless of all of, like, how Daya kind of used this framework the wrong way, watching it all back and the clips that they showed us, Mary, it wasn't all that bad what she was saying. I mean, she was basically, like, just saying, look, well, you were in the bottom and I want you to go home because this is a competition. And, you know, and then you're an emotional vampire. You take up all the emotions in the room and make it all about you. Like, that seems harsh, but that was it was true. And she even like tripled down on it. She's like, no, it, you you were Jasmine. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I respect that. Yeah. This is why I've been a diet apologist all season is I, I get it. It's not. It doesn't give you the warm fuzzies that like Angie and Willow do, you know, having a cuddle on the couch. And I love that stuff. But like. It'd be one thing if Dio was was acting like this and she was like completely wrong and if she was completely mm -hmm. off base. But I was like, but she's not wrong. Like facts are facts, America. What she's saying, there's some truth in. We may want her to say it differently, but like that's, you know, that's a little more subjective. And so I feel like, yeah, I, I love that once you kind of try to look at the final case here, it's like, yeah, I mean, she's not. She's not a villain. She just said what she said. And, you know, um, and of course, you know, which they do address. It's kind of, you know, the, the cursory address of like, and she's gotten a lot of shit for it. And she gets the death threats and she gets the hate. And, um, mm. you know, as uh, Carrie Colby sitting there, you know, like like Jesus of the Last Supper, surrounded by her queens, where she's like, you know, talking about being shady and she's like we have all been there looks to one side we've all been there uh -huh. looks to the other side we've all fucking yes. been there excuse me she says oh oh yeah we've all fucking been there no i i, I do want to talk about that moment for sure um because there's a moment before that that uh, that I, I sets up uh that moment for carrie colby but i do want to say that jasmine's rebuttal i thought was also valid because she's like, well, you know, Daya, you called me an energy vampire. She's like, well, you were. And then Jasmine's like, yeah, but look in the mirror. I know vampires can't see their reflections. Uh, you know, turn of phrase. But I think that's a good point because Daya was probably also like this kind of negative energy or almost like too intense of an energy because she was so cutthroat or only thinking about the competition. I think about those moments when she was like talking with Lady Camden and Lady Camden's like, I don't know what to do. And then she's like, cut her. Be mean. This is a competition. Like, it's just kind of like, whoa, girl. Like, where is this this energy that you're trying to create in this room? And I feel like Jasmine had a point. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that there, you know, there are probably other ways of, of, 
navigating these stressors, but I appreciate that at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but like, let's also remember the conditions we're in. Like, let's not ask for like, you know, precision choreography underwater, so to speak. You know what I mean? And so it's mm. like, we, like, I, I just think it's like, it's one thing to address. Well, I didn't like your tone, but I think kind of going back to like having the meta conversation, I think where that's important is where Carrie comes in. It's like, and just a reminder, this was a pressure cooker. We were all in a year ago and we all dealt with it differently. And like, I think that's kind of to the point of like reinforcing that these are not things to send Queen's death threats about. I feel like that's yep. a really good framework of like, Hey, just a reminder, this is really hard and you'd probably be stressed too. And sometimes people aren't pleasant when they're stressed and like, you know, and of course Bosco's line later of like, I don't know. I don't remember when we decided that drag Queens aren't bitches. I mean, like, I think uh -huh. this kind of messaging is, <laughs> it's important. Oh, I agree. No, Mary, it is so true. These queens, the gays at the bar, the gays that are throwing death threats, like, talk about shady. Like, you're literally th sending death threats and doxing a queen on TV for being shady, right? Like, there's irony there, right? I don't know. I think, I think when Carrie Colby became the mediator here, she was only spewing facts. This idea that, like, well, yeah, we're we're just being shady. We're we're being honest. That 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 happens, especially when you're when you're under stress. You're sometimes not perfect. You're thinking with a different brain. And also, shady is entertainment. And I don't think that Daya was really nasty to make it not entertainment. She was annoyed. I feel like she was just an irritated queen on the season, you know? And when, uh, what was it? Was it, uh, it was Carrie who said like, yeah, she showed redemption. She, she kind of like already put that out there. So it was interesting when Jasmine was like, yeah, you haven't shown any accountability. It's like, Jasmine, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. And, and I, again, like once we get to the end of this reunion, the way they kind of put a button on this is like, mm. They, it's studied. It's as if they ask somebody for advice on how to do this conflict at a reunion. It's kind of impressive. Well, and I want to just, I, not to like stay on this, but this is a big part of the reunion. And I think one that was I just like fascinating for reality TV. Because if you remember, when Daya, the moment that Daya started crying, it was when Junjambalaya, attorney at law, came to her defense. And it was just this perfectly timed moment because June was, you know, defending her, being like, look, you're calling a bad calling her a bad person because she had a bad opinion. Like, that's ridiculous. And then Daya starts crying. Um, Maddie chimes in saying we all say shady shit. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think that that moment is when things turned. Turned how? Turned away from Daya being this villain. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, perfect timing is bring on the waterworks. I mean, like Alyssa yeah. says, like, well, die, you know, the, the truth is like, you're the bitch. And then you're June the comes, comes Thanks for defense. chiming in, Alyssa. Thanks for coming <laughs> in. Yeah. You know, you, you hit the target once again. Um, and and that was it was perfect timing because then June jumped. I mean, really, die. This is you know, roses to Daya. She is doing all the right moves here as the quote unquote villain of the season at a reunion is this is when you start crying. And I'm not calling her yes. manipulative or fake. I'm just saying, like, it's the Drag Race reunion. It's not real. So, like, mm, right? Or, or there is a uh, there's a 
there's a storyline. You know what I mean? There's a script in a way. You know what I mean? There's beats we need to hit. You know, there's things we need to resolve because we have a season of television. You know, I was I thought that what happened next was also it almost felt a little bit real uh, if there was anything that was real. And I appreciated that both Jasmine and Daya kind of didn't back down and they didn't acquiesce to the cameras because Jasmine, that's when she starts like getting really heated and she's like, look, I haven't even spoken to you, bitch. I don't know anything about you. So don't try to pretend that this is like all fine. Despite Daya crying, she's like still kind of leaning into this. And then Daya to be like, well, how would you like me to take accountability? Like that makes no sense. I, and that's when you got the cornbread mayhem eyes. I, I just love that this kept going. And I know that maybe it feels like it shouldn't have, but I appreciated that it did because it didn't just end on this like kind of, oh, RuPaul needs to go to commercial. It, they went there. I mean, Jasmine stood up for God's sake, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, let's uh, you know we'll we'll come back to this at the end. You know, we there the we scoop into some you know uh, shallow topics like Alyssa being the trade and showmances that I do not remember or care about. I feel like these oh were God. like pre ankle showmances. I was like Camden and Angeria, I guess. Mary, Mary, I. I was that meme, that gif of who said that? Who said that? Right. When the when RuPaul's like the fans have dubbed you Camgeria. I'm like, what? Yeah. Who? Uh, who? <laughs> when? Where is that hashtag? That's, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I will tell you this, Marys. I have been weaning off of Twitter, and I'm now completely off of it. I've been completely off of it for about two and a half, three weeks now, um, and. I feel like I've missed so much. Like, I feel like this is stuff I probably would have gotten, but I didn't. I just got, I just thought they were really close friends. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that is a, um, it, it's a small price to pay to not be on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> then miss there it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's interesting, but though there are showmances this season, we also get, you know, little friendships, special little friendships. You know, I feel like Willow is, you know, both Angie and Cornbread's special little friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, special little guy. Yeah. yeah she's everyone's Well, not little... guy, uh, gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Special little, you know, uh, drag monster. Little friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of little friends, Michelle gets almost zero airtime or press this reunion except for RuPaul to be able to say, I know she's there, but I never have to look at her. And oh my I, God. I just, <laughs> Rue is just so mad at her because she's becoming more successful without him. I mean, <laughs> get back uh, on those coattails, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh God. No, I, I appreciated that joke. I love whenever RuPaul has that bit with Michelle. Uh, Cause I know that Michelle gets it. I know, you know, she doesn't take it personally. No, but I love the idea of like, Ru- yeah, like, right. like of RuPaul yeah. being like, oh God, first you take those boobs out, then you go host that show over there, then you do, there's something about Jamie. What about me, Michelle? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's something about RuPaul. What about that? Something about what RuPaul. About yeah. I don't know why I think it's, I, and I know that's such a dark joke that I'm like, that, that RuPaul's mad at her for getting the boobs out. Like, that was your bit. I told you. Stick to the bit that everyone knows you for. <laughs> Now what are you going to be? A mom? (laughs) In the dressing room. Like, that's why they stopped What's the Tea, the podcast. Exactly, exactly. Because it just... I don't want to look at your real breasts. Yeah. (laughs) What is this, natural? (laughs) 
Um, you're supposed to be a drag queen. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> this uh, is not how I like to see women. Uh, yeah, we're I I RuPaul. It it's worth being said, but RuPaul continues to be a fantastic host. She's just very very good at this. I love her bits. I and I only mean the the, the funny ones. <laughs> sure, not um, the wobbly ones. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um I I I I and this reunion I think she she you know, she she knew what she had to do, which was keep it light. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and and I always think about this as like but really like how fluid is RuPaul in some of these things that they're talking about, you know? It's like it does RuPaul like is RuPaul actually watching the entire episode or clips or whatever of the whole Jasmine Dia thing? Or is like, these are the talking points. Just let them get it out of their system. You know what I mean? I think RuPaul knows bullet points. I feel like RuPaul is briefed by people um, as a producer. And then as a producer, RuPaul is like, okay, well then, you know, maybe we should do this. And uh, well, okay, well that's, that's interesting. Let's talk about this. I feel like they're, that she knows, but she has to be told because yeah, she's, she's doing a lot. Yeah. I mean, and I'll say, I, I do not like Andy Cohen, but that man watches those seasons and he can call out the smallest detail. And so I'll Mm. give him that is it does benefit the hosting when like to know, I mean, Andy gets way more involved and I shouldn't compare the two because it's really, you know, apples and crap apples, but like it, it is the similar model here. And it's interesting. Like, you know, there are like we have examples from early seasons where like Andy's yelled at the wives, but I don't think they've, he's ever yelled at them the way the way RuPaul yelled at Tammy um, or mm. some of the season 10 fighting. But, and yeah, mm. yeah. But I, I do think there is kind of a value in like I get RuPaul being kind of the the hostess kind of keeping things light. But I do love when RuPaul gets in the mix. Like, you know, I, I don't think she's playing that game anymore, but I'd love the idea of it. I love, yeah, no, absolutely. When she calls the spade a spade, you know what I mean? I think that that's a very helpful uh, perspective to have at a reunion, to be like, well, no, actually, it, that's not that. And I'm going to just step in here and say that. Uh, this reunion, she definitely didn't do that. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, Georges's winning look for the ball. What if one of the queens was like, I don't get it. Like, why did that look win? Like, that. Like, what if one of the queens was like, ja- like, Georges, you clearly did not have the strongest look on the runway that week. You didn't deserve that win. And what if RuPaul jumped in and said, well, as the one who decided, here's why she won. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that would be fascinating. Yeah. That would be an interesting reason to have RuPaul there, right? Uh, to defend some of the production decisions. Like, again, right. you know, they're, they're not going to do that. We have to kind of keep it in a world uh you know nobody's asking andy cohen like hey why did the reels housewives producers not put this in and they they put this in and why did we see this like no they are they queens will or queens wives will will blame the edit and they'll say like oh well they didn't show that they just showed this it was a limited edit and like there have been there was one time there was a you know one reunion where they were just digging into in new york like digging into ramona about her like failing marriage to mario um kai and you know he's like you know she's like doesn't want to talk about it and he, she's like shutting it down and she's like well what about you Andy well you know let's talk about who, who you're having sex with and he goes I will when I'm on a reality show with the person I'm having sex with and like that kind of bite back I was like oh I wish RuPaul would snap back at a queen like that you know mm. well you know I remember which reunion was the season three when they brought Michelle 
to the reunion and like all the queens got to be like, you were an asshole. You were yeah. so mean to us. Alexis says, right? you bust your titties too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I did. You know what? Oh, yep, I did. And, I did. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, yeah. <laughs> she kind of got into it. And, you know, it would be an interesting thing to be like, hey, judges, justify this decision. Um, I, I, I think that would be adding a lot of fuel to the fire though. I know. So of course, the, you know, they're just not going to do that, but that would right. be very interesting. That would be very yeah. interesting. Um, I, I wonder where do you want to move next? I, yeah, we had all of those kind of love stories, you know, Willow and Cornbread is just adorable. Um, Maddie and Jasmine, I, what, all I got from it was that this was very produced. Sure. Yeah. They produced that fight. It was, you know, I mean, seeing Maddie again, I was kind of like, Oh, you're fine. You're welcome. It's fine. Like I kind of, yeah, I, love I was, you know, happy to see her again. I guess the one thing I would just say about this conflict is I think you and I maybe on nuance, like probably, you know, we were, we differed. Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on what we're, what I'm about to say. Uh, we, oh, I was on team Jasmine. You were on team Maddie. Oh no, I wasn't. It wasn't about that. I, I, I forgot which team I was on, but we, I think, had a lot to say about, like, Jasmine being the New York queen, who was like, oh, well, I perform in New York all the time. And I kind of liked that she had a direct rebuttal to that of, like, no, that's just my postal code. That's just where I get my mail. Whether or not she really is that way, I just enjoyed seeing a New York queen go, no, I know what you're seeing. I don't mean it like that, you know? Right, 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 right. No, interesting to kind of not be the arrogant, you know, Bob, Thorgy, uh, Aja, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from New York, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of, it made me like Jasmine a little bit more because I think we both that particularly stuck with us. Like, oh, here we go, the New York queen. You uh -huh. know? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, it's totally valid. I'm glad that she did that. Again, going back to that fight, like, I, that was, that's where, Untucked is where Jasmine just excelled for me. It's where I feel like you love her. Uh, so much, so much of her story was put in Untucked, whereas on the main show, it was more Jasmine, the little sister, and why everybody hated her. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Untucked was just this total other journey for Jasmine, where she was sticking up for herself, where she was, you know, coming out as trans. All of that happened in Untucked. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, revisiting her coming out and all that, I was like, wow, that was a big moment. Like, that was an exceptional moment on Drag Race and felt mm -hmm. very real to go back to that. Raw. And, yeah. you know, I really liked, you know, in terms of micro moments on this reunion, but like when they, after the, you know, the video, you know, cuts and it goes back to the, the reunion and Rue says, you know, ask Jasmine, like what prompted all that to come out? And like Jasmine's face like immediately starts to break and then she pulls it together. And I was just like, oh, Jazzy. Like, it's just, I... I think that, you know, kind of revisiting that energy and, you know, Carrie Colby right there, the hostess to say, it's okay, baby, let it flow. Don't worry, uh -huh. Rue, I got this. I'm yeah, going to host right. this moment. Exactly. Um, it was like... Carry the host, Colby. Carry yeah. the host, Colby. Totally. The one note I took was that I forgot that Dana Dempsey isn't real. <laughs> I forgot that she, there was no update on like, how did Dana feel watching the episode? Because she's not real. Who is Dana Dempsey? What? Don't do that gay thing. Just tell me who it is. It's not that gay thing. I, Okay, well, our Matreons are shocked. We spent, like, an entire episode talking about Jasmine's dad's girlfriend, Dana Dempsey. Oh, my God! Who was so accepting of her and took her shopping. That's and right, Dana. Took yeah. her to the food oh. court. Dana is so... This is not gay icon I was like, stuff. which actress no. are you talking not about Dana now? Not Dana Delaney. Not Dana Delaney. Dana Dempsey. Yeah. 
Uh, how did you remember Dana Dempsey? I'll Good never for you, forget Mary. Dana Dempsey. She is the uh. she is the mother I never had. She's the sister I never had. <laughs> She's the cousin I never visited. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, just some love for Carrie Colby. Also, RuPaul being told by the producers that Carrie Colby is the narrator of the season. Mary, not to be like a megalomaniac about it, but like. I, it, I it's just very interesting. It's just like, who's listening to our podcast? You know, it feels like we, we have no delusions of grandeur. It's just kind of quaint to hear this thing that we have been, this term that we've been using for years about years, the role of somebody in drag race being the narrator. And this was not something that we'd heard on the show. It was just that came out in conversation. And then like Trixie says it once in an entertainment weekly interview and it's, you know, off to the race. Well, Trixie, listen, well, Trixie listened to our podcast <laughs> well, yeah, for a very so, long time. So I'm very I, happy, yeah. you know, Fair I'm very enough. happy to mm-hmm. see this, this, uh, you know, um, to carry on. But uh, yeah, it was well, like, let's just hope nobody tries to, you know, say pizza queen without giving us the, the real credit. I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, I already put it on that high tea episode we do with Ms. Cracker. So That's I guess right. wow owns pizza queen now, probably. That's right. I don't oh know what I signed. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Pizza queen. I, yeah, no, it's, it's very lovely to hear. I mean, we, we called Carrie Colby the narrator and then she changed her name to Carrie the narrator Colby. I, again, it, it probably all coincidence. I'm sure right. Reddit somewhere people were calling her the narrator. I don't know, but uh, it's always nice to see uh, parallel or connected moments. Yeah, so. glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I I gotta say I I love love Carrie Colby. She didn't disappoint this episode either. She was poised. She spoke. So eloquently in the sense of of drama, um, especially, you know, about her impact and her experience from being on the show. Um, I I know that we love Principal Sky, like, and don't get me wrong, I love her. And there can be two per season. But my pizza queen is Carrie Colby, Mary. And and I love that it's Carrie because oftentimes a pizza queen isn't always the most glamorous. Usually she's not. That's the definition. That's, you know, for anyone, just one last time for, you know, anyone who's who's joining us late. A pizza queen is a queen that we love, regardless of how she looks on the runway or how she does in the challenge, because much like pizza, even when it's not good, it's still pizza. And we love pizza, just like Selena. Yes, we love pizza. And I I just see her. I always I feel like I'm, I would always love her. And, you know, she is the daughter of Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yeah. That's and, true. and I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where like the queen comes on and you're like, huh? Oh, she's just going to be known as being the daughter of an iconic, fabulous drag queen. And then she totally carves out this other identity, this other really, really impactful run on the season. And I'm kind of like, Carrie doesn't really need to do anything now. She has a, a completely separate platform, it seems. I mean, I think that like what, I know what I really loved about her on the show is like just, it was her energy, it was her presence, it was how she interacted with the other queens. And it was like, well, you know what's great about this is you could do this in all sorts of formats. You know what I mean? Like, And you could do it looking like however you want. And so mm. like what's special about you or like you're, 
your star quality has nothing to do with like your JLo dress, you know? And so, right. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, in terms of, you know, Deja versus Carrie for pizza queen. I mean, this could be like one of those pizzerias where they have, you know, let me get a slice of that and a slice of that. And, you know, mm. um, and so I, that may be, I may have a similar pizza situation. I did like speak, speaking of these dual pizza queens, I did like that when Carrie got emotional, Deja leaned forward and put her hand on her shoulder. And I was like, that's a oh. big principal energy right there. <laughs> oh, and oh, Deja's energy throughout the reunion was like a proud teacher. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love that when RuPaul says, Queens, you are all my teachers. Thank you. And I thought, excuse me, we have an administrator in the room. <laughs> excuse me. Teachers and staff. And mean. yes, you are all my teachers and staff. Yeah. Uh. You know, that's lunch an, ladies. Yeah. That was that was an interesting sound bite because it was Franken edited. You can hear there was much more that RuPaul said that they kind of just skipped to that. Um, be very interesting to hear what she says. But RuPaul continuing the show, especially still kind of doing damage duty on that Guardian article, right? Where it's like RuPaul is continuing to say how important these stories are and acknowledging during the reunion this part and then ending it with you're all my teachers like Mary it's just over and over and over the show is still trying to and in many ways succeeding to be like look we're doing what we can now well, and I think it also goes back to that RuPaul thing of like what you're known for. Go with what you're known uh -huh. for. Lean into it. And and I think in this respect, it's not that RuPaul's leaning into like, oh, I'm a transphobe. It's that people have this connect. I mean, that'd be one. That'd be one Could choice. <laughs> right, right. It's like Carrie, Cornbread, Willow, Bosco, Jasmine, sashay away. Random decision. You know, I I think this. How'd you get on to my show? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> So, ladies, and so I <laughs> I think that, like, you know, it's kind of an understood thing that people still kind of joke about that. RuPa RuPaul can't address the fracking, but he can kind of include this that, like, it stands out. And, and uh, you know, for what it's worth, I think, you know, in the same way that some of these other queens are doing what they're supposed to do at a reunion, that's the right line in the script to write for RuPaul. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I don't think RuPaul wrote that line. No, of course not. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hated saying it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, he didn't hate saying it. I but know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, oh, it's very funny. Michelle, did you write this, you <laughs> jerk? Oh, man. Michelle. Ugh, I miss Michelle. I do, too. It would be nice to have like a little segment with Michelle, for sure, at this Yeah. Reunion. I wouldn't I have know. minded her to show up. That'd be great. There's this... Camden Bosco thing that I don't really care about other than Bosco's quote about deciding that queen drag Correct. queens aren't bitches. But this was a micro moment I kind of loved was when they're doing that fake fighting thing of like, and I think you're an amazing person. Um, at one point, like Camden says something to Bosco and Bosco does this Diane Keaton scream and then covers her mouth. And I was like, that is some serious <laughs> Keaton energy. So got to call out the Keaton when I see it. I think there's a push. Um, who was it? Was it God? Which queen said like I didn't become a drag queen to become a role model? Uh, I don't know, but I agree with her. You know, there's there's queens that are like, look, I uh, I feel like I was listening to a podcast. It was like I didn't become a drag queen to do drag queen story hour. Um, I oh God, oh Mary's helped me out, but I think that there's like there's tea in what Bosco's saying because she's like, look, like. 
many of us are huge bitches. We're, we're flawed humans. It's okay. And I feel like there's a push because of the huge platform of Drag Race to model kindness and to be nice and to be, uh, what do they say in the UK season? Like, you know, to be the, 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 the leaders of the community and all of that. And it's mm -hmm. like, ah, yeah, or that, who, yeah. who said that? You yeah, know, the, who said the that? truth tellers and the, and the yes. historians of the community and all right. of that. And you right. know, and it's like, and over the years we've kind of like queened out on that of kind media and all of that. And that. like yeah. seeing that side of things, but like, there is, you know, and maybe this is an evolution on that, but there also is like, yeah, but like not to the extent of like, you know, I, I'm not trying to do like, you know, propaganda here. Like be real. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. If human. you're a nice drag queen, I'm going to celebrate you. But if you're having a human moment on TV, we have to accept that you're having a human moment on TV. Yeah. There's kind of like an attitude that comes with a lot of drag. And so to be shocked when you see it on television on a show about drag queens is like, Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's on you sis you know other than all this i mean you know we get some toots and boots i don't care about that maddie no. gets a golden boot and it means nothing when a hot DoorDash guy gives it to, <laughs> to gives it to her so i'm glad we got one more of those in for the season absolutely you know maddie uh, they oh god they ended that segment I guess it's the reading segment maddie oh no it was like is there anything else you guys want to say and right. Maddie goes into like a very long like joke about woke culture that then RuPaul volleys one back and not all the queens are laughing. <laughs> no, I thought this was like, oh, gosh, y'all like <gasps> so because right before this, yeah, RuPaul says anything else to say. And then this is where Daya, you know, pulls from the book of Rinna and, and comes back in to kind of put a bow on the fight and say, mm. and, and to really, and I'm sorry for how I came across. And I just want, you to know, there's still all my sisters. Like I'm telling you, you watch a, a, a Beverly Hills reunion at the very end. This is a Rinna move. And then Jasmine picks up the slack of like, yes. And we just need to work through this and it's just going to take time. This is the best way they could have resolved this fight in terms of a TV show and a reunion. It was so professional. And I thought, what a great note to end on. And then Maddie jumps in. I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. I kind of like this. And then RuPaul is like, let me make an intersectionality joke. And I was like, oh, no, no, you, no, wrong room. Oh my God. Wrong room. Wrong, wrong room. room. It was, I so mean, it was, yeah, it was, weird. it was, Maddie was just like, you know, this kind of like, it was poking fun at people that are, you know, talking about heterophobia. Right? Sure. I mean, it was fine. There was yeah. that part of it. There was kind of a, yeah, there was like a little poking about woke culture. And then RuPaul just, it was like, no, no, not that. RuPaul, no. <laughs> yeah, she kind of like gave a little bit of a flag of like, oh, yeah, I did this and overlap. And it was like, you're so clearly mocking that discourse on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I get it. But like. You're saying the quiet part out loud, RuPaul. This yeah, is the thing. Girl, this is the this, this is the joke you make with Michelle when you get back home, you know, and you take your loafers off. But I just found it interesting yeah. to see who was laughing uh, because not a lot of them were Mary. No, no. I mean, similarly, when uh, when when Deja did her little John cameo, there, I feel like Willow was like, okay, oh, let's just go to break. Yeah, yeah. I think Angeria is tanked by the end of this reunion. I think those. <laughs> Whatever those drinks they're promoting, the, these, you know, a, a, a sip of love, the house of love drinks. I think she's fucked. Um, and here's something that I think finally occurred to me at this reunion. Now, listen, Bosco is a way better drag queen than I'll ever be. 
and I think there have been times where I found like sometimes like I earlier in the season I felt like she kind of punched the punchlines a little too hard or maybe I saw the, the beats coming and I think it finally occurred to me like what how sometimes Bosco reads for me is it's there are moments of season 10 Ms. Cracker where it's like oh you it's like you know the punchline to the joke and I can see you navigating to it and I can see just when you're gonna punch it and I and it's just a little self-produced I think and and I saw it a lot in this reunion and I think it, there's just an element of like stop trying so hard to make RuPaul laugh you know is it kind of like when we reference Tasha Colby, Tasha Colby. Yeah. it's nothing like that <laughs> it's a it's a Chinese film yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god um yeah i i hear what you're saying i don't know i feel like you're more keen to it than i am yeah i don't know why it, i don't know why it's it's getting in between my teeth this thing i feel like i'm being very unfair about bosco she's totally harmless no but i don't think so a, yeah there's just a like am i the only one hearing this and like you know i why? i feel like i will have to look for it to hear it it's not that i don't think it's there mary because there is something um that there's something there i just don't notice it when it's happening yeah, it's just, it's a it's a thing that maybe has been holding me back from like loving her. Is I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I'm being a nitpicker. Um, you know, speaking of nitpicking, I noticed that RuPaul at the very end uh, did not say that the total cash prize, the top prize, was a hundred thousand uh, dollars. No, she said it was a hundred thousand dollars, not a hundred and fifty. So I feel like the announcement from Cash App maybe came a little like. Uh, not in conjunction with how they talked about it in the reunion. Maybe RuPaul didn't know about it. <laughs> Maybe that could be a detail that RuPaul does not track. But I thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, they filmed this last. They filmed this last Friday. Yeah, so but they, when they would the have Cash App announcement came out. Well, they and like Ru out. would have known this from the very beginning with Cash App, you know. So it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't remember when the announcement came out, but it was before this so okay well i don't actually i don't know i have no idea i'm just saying that it it was not the messaging was not aligned is all i'm saying but Mm. i was thrilled to hear rupaul the the, you know dropping the nugget that the finale is not going to be a round robin of lip syncs mary we're burying the lead again which producers are listening to our fucking show I don't know. <laughs> Give us a little ear tug. No, I mean, like, this is like, we've seen Thailand do this. And, you know, it it's a great idea is have the finalists put on a solo performance. I know season 12 did a variation of this. And eight did it, right? And eight yeah. did it. But I, this... Eight didn't really do it. Eight did, like, <laughs> you're each going to have a musical number, but, like, you yeah, might as well... Yeah, we're going to write it for you. We're going right. to brand you. Yeah. Yeah, right. we'll decide who you are in this. But this idea that, like, each one... And, and who knows what the budget will look like? Who knows if we'll get the same level that we got from Thailand, where it's just, like... Or what we've been seeing on Spain. Dancers. Dancers, yeah, right. lights, mm-hmm. smoke... Who knows? I mean, I, I hope. hope it's huge, Mary. I really hope that it's not, you know, I, I, yeah, I hope it's huge. I hope they spent some money on non-original songs that it's like a mix or something. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. And it's kind of what we've been asking for. I think to do round Robin lip syncs would be exhausting to watch, especially because we already had a lip sync exactly, SmackDown. Exactly. Right. To have to do that again. Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like we already know, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I am excited for the goop and the gaggery of that finale. I think that'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, one thing that I did take away from this reunion is certainly how it compared to other reunions. Um, the one that I think is, I don't know, obviously episode or season one's reunion was amazing for so many reasons, but uh, season nine was also very, very noteworthy. Um, mm. Season 10, I think, was just uncomfortable. But season nine, I think, is always the one to beat for me. I agree. I think season nine, like, especially like, I think in this format of kind of being a reunion that was like, because I feel like season eight, there there wasn't was there an actual reunion or was it all just at the live finale? It was all at the live finale. Yeah, and yeah. so this was kind of like they were doing a separate reunion, but you know, still doing the live finale. And and I just it's yeah, I feel like season nine was you know the, the sort of fan favorite versus Miss Congeniality moment with Valentina. Mm-hmm. I think there's you, you don't know, love me. Yeah, Nina Bonina Brown's fingers. Nina Bonina, the yeah. finger. There's the tension of like I think the reunion was filmed after the finale. So you also watch Sasha Uh and you watch like Shay is tense. And then you understand. She has that moment with Michelle, Alexis Michelle. Yep. And (laughs) Sasha is just like the cat who ate the canary. And she is Mm -hmm. just cool. (laughs) Queen dinosaur sitting there. And it's like, yeah, bitch. Cause you know what you did. You know what we're about to see. You know what you did. You know what you did. Um, (laughs) I know what you did last finale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that other reunions passed, you know, gay faggotry of it all. And then you had season threes, um, you know, giving her the Heather's necklace and and all of that. And, you know, the Shangela stuff like there was some drama on season three. But for whatever reason, season nines just sticks out as more balanced. It, I mean, I yeah, season nine is a reunion. That's a season I would love to revisit. Because I mean that's one mm. of our first seasons we ever did. Um, yeah, lurking somewhere on SoundCloud. I have to figure out how to get that back on our main feed. But uh, yeah, I I I feel like that reunion is. I mean, the "You Don't Love Me" moment is. Oh, yeah, iconic. Oh, oh, uh, you know I. So yeah, so I think this was a good reunion. Um, you know, I had a great up time. There. Yeah, certainly up there. Uh, I appreciated the drama, and again, Jasmine. God, it was just her. It was her reunion. She did so well. She's my BSA of the week. No surprise. I I think she really. uh, And I think it was really just kind of seeing the sum total of like her contribution this season. This is a queen that never won a challenge and was in the bottom Mm. repeatedly and like just then like took a huge chunk of the reunion. So that says something that like we've said this again and again, you don't have to win a challenge. You don't have to win the season, but you got to make an impact. And that's, you have to use the platform. And I think Jasmine was, you know, and Carrie, I think are two good examples of Queens who never won and didn't win and like walked away with like a platform. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, And you know, Deja Sky got. Deja was the best thing about it. (laughs) Yeah. She did get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was, this was pretty good. I, I, I don't know where my expectations were of it, but, um, I, they certainly exceeded whatever expectations I had. Uh, any other final thoughts? Do you want to do any predictions before we wrap up? Well, now with this kind of new format, I have no idea what to expect, Mm. though I'll say 
you know, the talent, you know, I, I was saying earlier this season that the, the lip sync SmackDown will give us an indication of what to expect in the finale. And so now that that's changing, the talent show will give you an expect and a sense of maybe what to expect in the finale. And if that's the case, I think Willow Pill is going to shoot, shoot right to that final lip sync. That's what I was going to say. I think Willow, I think Willow Pill for sure, by not making it a lip sync SmackDown, you know, Daya is probably not going to make it to the top two. Um, so I think it will be between Willow and Camden. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's going to be between Willow and Camden. And at that point, it is anyone's game. But I think it's very interesting, the season 11 parallels, because that mm. was Evie from Denver with one mm. win versus uh, a queen from another country originally with three <gasps> wins. Uh, How do you like that wow. shit? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, Marys, if you have any other predictions or if you have any thoughts on this reunion, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary Pod on Instagram or you can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash all right dash Mary. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you could hear even more of me on my other two podcasts, whether it's In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses like Jasmine Kennedy and her Iris Van Herpen-inspired galaxy dress. And, uh, of course, you can find more of me on Instagram at uh, Contractor underscore. And you can get more of both of us, including our, co our coverage of Drag Race España Season 2, truly some of the best Drag Race on TV ever maybe potentially and and so much more including our nuance our all right mary after show we've been doing all season and coverage of past seasons and movies and shows and oh my god mary's you just have to subscribe and find out it's all at patreon.com slash all right mary patreon.com slash all right mary you know this week mary's we are not putting out a nuanced episode because it probably would have really only talked about the all winter season that was announced this week, which, you know, is all very, very exciting. And, um, we're, I don't know, just gooped and gagged. Uh, but we did already talk about it, uh, because we kind of knew the all winter season cast before it was announced and we spoiled it all, um, in episode two twenty of nuance, uh, which was a few weeks ago last month. Um, and you can go back to that episode and, and listen to our thoughts if you skipped it because of spoilers. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it looks like a great season. Uh, you know, my one takeaway is it, th there is a sense of like, well, wait, where's Bob? You know, where's Bianca? Where's Sasha? Right. Yeah, I think, you know, the idea, the expectation of a winner season, we immediately go to some of the most successful winners of the show. Yes. And in some ways, that's counterintuitive. It's like, oh, they don't need to do this. They don't need to. They yeah. have their shows <laughs> where they're the star. Yeah. And yeah. so Bob's on HBO, Trixie's on like four different channels, and, and Bianca's on tour. So like, uh -huh. they so don't is need Sasha. To, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and exactly. So like, they don't need to come back to Simi Valley. And I think that's just, that's an interesting lens of like, I totally agree. I had the same feeling about all winners and it was like, well, th this sounds shady, but who's available? Oh, for sure, Mary. And and who needs kind of a refresher in their platform? Um, you know, they're they're bringing back Monet, which I just love. I think she's going to do great. I think Jinx is going to be fabulous. And the, the the fact that they had Raja is I mean, people are 
going crazy for Raja. So all of it is good for these queens that I think needed a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, I feel like the one thing I've heard that we we obviously did not cover in our episode a few weeks ago is like the Vivian is the one maybe getting the most, it sounds like the most, eh, what are you doing here kind of energy, which Aww. is a shame. And it, that to me feels like a lot of people who didn't watch Drag Race UK yeah. and so they don't feel as familiar. She, I mean, she just decimated her season. She absolutely deserves to be on the show. Won it. Yeah, she, she won, won it. it. I mean, that's I wanted Davina to win, but she won it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, um, Davina will be in one of those versus the world seasons at some point, I'm sure. I hope so. Right. Uh, well, those are our thoughts. Mary, our last chance lip sync this week is in honor of Easter and Passover all at once. And the fact that this season is finally, miraculously, if you will, coming to a close. We didn't think it would happen, you know, and I, here we are. <laughs> I had lamb's blood on the door just in case, you know, put out a couple of peeps just in case, but it oh, happened. Avoided the plague and everything. Everything. Uh. Let me tell you, I've been, I've been filtering this water, you know, trying to get the blood out of it for days. I just saw the Ten Commandments. God. I get these jokes now. I've <laughs> been carrying a cross. It's just been awful. Oh, um, I fell three times. Um <laughs> All right, Mary Magdalene, what's our last chance lip sync? <laughs> our last chance lip sync is there will be miracles or there can be miracles when you believe from the Prince of Egypt. Obviously, this is a duet between Titans, Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. And yeah, I feel like you can splice in lots of funny little spoken word stuff to these choruses. Well... Happy birthday, Jesus, part two. And, uh, you know. Um, let my people go. Yeah. Let my people go. In the words of Roxy Andrews, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. <laughs> oh, right. She said, where are my people? I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She says, where are my people? But it's let, let my, my people, people go. go. <laughs> let my people go. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not cornbread. It's unleavened bread. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I've known unleavened bread for nine years. Yeah. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> and corn. <laughs> and bread. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, the parallels there, because, you know, we talk about dragonflies, and, you know, that's very close to the locusts. So. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> right, right there, you know? Mary. They're right there. Everyone's looking around. It's like, what's going on? A dragonfly. <laughs> no, it's a locust, silly. Get inside. Yeah, you know, and you sacrifice your firstborn and it's cornbread. I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> just right? saying there's, there's well, lots of. <laughs> girl. We're going to have some fun because we're trying to get to heaven, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God's up there like. We can't take it. <laughs> All right, Mary. Well, uh, all that being said, uh, enjoy the holidays if you're celebrating. And if you're not, enjoy this fabulous, fabulous Last Chance Lip Sync song. And we will see you next week for the finale, Marys. Tatines. And it's easy to give in to your feet.